This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, and others with topics that will pique your curiosity. I'll be your host, Taj. Today, I'm talking with Samad Savage about his album titled The Gray Area. Samad Savage, welcome to Book Speeds and Beyond. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, we appreciate this opportunity. We're doing good. Hey, so your name, Samad Savage. Break that down for us. Uh, well, I definitely changed the meaning behind the word savage, mm-hmm. uh, especially because I, I started using the name Samad Savage before it was like a popular word, that being with Twenty One Savage and yeah. <laughs> a lot of people calling them a lot of people calling themselves savages in the the drill scene in Chicago back in like two thousand twelve. Um and when I said it, it was because I felt like I was a I was a savage when it comes to, to raps and I felt like in order to be a savage you have to be fearless and do something different despite what anybody may think or, or, or say. Right. And I feel like that's that's always what I've been standing for. I've always been a uh, somebody who who goes against the grain if I believe it's it, if I believe it's it's uh it's what's right no matter what. So a lot of people rap about you know uh, I guess drugs and women and money and although I may touch one of those topics every once in a while, like I, I kind of refuse to do it. And I think that's what makes me different from other people. Other people and and in a climate where you kind of have to do that to get put on. Yeah, I think that makes me a savage. <laughs> yeah okay yeah i like i like the, the way you flipped that definition that's that's dope man <laughs> so what Thank specifically you. like influenced you to become an mc in the first place uh it, i can't even really say i think i've always had it in me mm-hmm. uh, my mom consistently reminds me of this story where i was two years old and the tupac record was playing in a car <laughs> and it was on the radio, so they cut out all the curses and whatnot. And I didn't know exactly what it was, but I kept telling my mom, play the other version, because she had the real CD. I was saying, <laughs> play the other version. There's something missing here. And, like, for me to know that at, like, two years old, <laughs> I guess, like, the I, I've always paid attention to the words. As, as far as inspirations go, 
Uh, I used to listen to a lot of Eminem, Big Pun, mm-hmm. who else? Common. Uh, as I got a little bit older, I started bumping a lot of Big Daddy Kane. Mm. And uh, how how did that happen? How did you get on the Big Daddy Kane? Um, I, I had a, I had a well, my mom's friend who was a producer had took me to a Big Daddy Kane free oh, concert, yeah. mm-hmm. and I saw him perform and dance around and stuff like that, and that was just unheard of for me. Like, how do you? <laughs> How do you rap that consistent, that clear, and still dance without losing your breath? Yeah, like, he had crazy breath control, man. <laughs> yeah, and that that inspired me from like day one. And since and since I've been performing, the number one things that people like compliment me on is, is my charisma and, and my um and my breath control. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so, absolutely. So so, oh. you okay? Yeah, I was. I'm sorry. I was just gonna mention Lupe Fiasco is definitely a big inspiration to me too. Oh, uh, yeah, Lupe since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely dope. What you think about the new album? Uh, I thought it was absolutely amazing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so like, I'm highly upset that it sold five thousand copies. I know that should have been hundreds of thousands of copies. If only people know how good for the soul and brain his music is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We're we're in some funny times, man. I'm, I mean, Very I, much. I don't like I don't like to down hip hop at all. I I just think a balance is missing, man. That balance needs to come back. It's just crazy right now. You know? Yeah. So so when you think about your love for hip hop, what what song comes to mind? Uh, like from other artists. Yes. I will probably say. All right, it's two songs. Okay. One a little more recent, but the scenario remix by a Tribe Called Quest. Ooh, yeah. Okay. That just that just feels like pure hip hop. It wasn't even it wasn't even an actual subject or anything. Most of them was just like rap and the rap, right. but it just felt so good. Yeah. But um, that and uh, the coolest by Lupe Fiasco. Ooh, yeah. Okay. That's just pure storytelling and uh lyricism flow and like the beat is is nice it, it uses the the instrument the instrumentation of the human voice in the background right like, it's just it's so much going on in there it just flips everything on the head. right right and I, I like how you said those two artists because if there was ever a day i could see them doing a track together too <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh uh Trump, 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 yeah yeah i could see that mashing Lupe up somehow Lupe had trolled him in a back, like back in the days. At one point, somebody in the interview said, "Like, yo, you remind me of Tribe Called Quest." And he was mm. like, well, who, "Who's Tribe Called Quest?" Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one. Yeah, he learned quickly who they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. So let's talk about the album, "The Gray Area." Why did you name it that? I, I named it that because I felt like I'm in between a lot of things. You mm. know how a lot of people say it's either black or white. There's no gray area, right? I felt like I'm the gray area because I'm not exactly conscious, but I'm not exactly trapped, but I'm mm. not exactly just a rapper, but I'm also not definitely not a singer. Right. Um, I'm I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a thug, but I ain't no punk. Right. Like I'm just <laughs> I'm in between so many things that it's just like I I don't make white music, I don't make black music. Mm-hmm. I make music for everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm still like, I'm, I'm just an in-between of everything and people are going to have to accept that because a lot of people want me to like pick a brand that that's like one track minded that reaches a specific certain people. Right. And then I was like, nah, there's got to be a bunch of people in the world who feel like me. They're yeah. just like right in between. Right. You can't place them in the box. Right. 
I think that's what mostly the world. I think that's what mostly the world is 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 the gray area. But it's like the powers that be in the media to try to yeah. simplify it and, and, and categorize it, and I think that's what's messing up a lot of things. Yep, that's what they do when you try to promote something on Instagram. They're like, "What do you want the, those people to have interest in?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and and this album does a great job of of sticking to to the title, the gray area. And mm-hmm. um um there there's a song on the album called Reflection. And on that song near the end, you kind of speak about about this song. And I just want to touch a little bit more on, on this song. I know it's past visiting hours, but can I please give him these flowers? I mean, I could have, but I move like a coward. Consumed by all my pride while my ego devoured. I just wanted to know you since my mom's baby shower. I know that life is short like a jump from a tower. But when you looking up at the top, it seems like a long way. Because a crawl is always harder than a fall always. Anyway, how's your day? Well, I know you can't answer. See, what you didn't know is bro told me you had cancer. But see, he only told me that it was an early stage. I waited for you to call me and hoping that all this rage that's living inside my heart will turn to an old page moving to the chapter after we'll be cool at old age because no one wants to carry this feeling in no grave we'll resort to escaping from nose full of cocaine when well, now i get to speak and you can finally listen to the things that you have done that i have never forgiven you know the punishments you gave that were way more than weapons and i know you in a coma but no way i'm forgetting like remember that one time you brought bagels to the kitchen then you saw me spread the jelly so then you chose to hit it i'ma hand it to the floor it landed there on my vision you told me you raising the sun not no damn bitches wait but did you stop to think that i'm not gay i'm just different and i got a feminine side because my mom's who i live with and every time you hyper masculinity is inflicted you're initiating homophobia into my spirit but see i'm strong-minded and i learn to love myself and since i know how bullying felt i can't mistreat no one else damn another life lesson that you helped it ain't fair that every single fucking thing that you dealt is literally who i am somehow subconsciously teaching me how to be a man fuck it you still wrong and i would never give a damn damn you don't deserve to see me cry gotta block my face with my hand because it don't matter that you dying dad i don't care and if i see my siblings crying bad i don't care and even if my hatred drives me mad i don't care no i don't care but shit i must if i'm right here i'm honestly trying to find out if it is worth it do i go back on my purpose the pettiness i give have you earned it and am i letting down my fans if they heard this nah i gotta speak my mind when I was younger, I wish I did all the time Cause I should've let you know how I felt before you were dying And my brother said the call, but my response was me sighing Told him I don't care, not sure if I was lying Thought I could solve my issues with producing and more writing While I'm bowing down to God and I'm pleading while I'm crying Hoping that my selfishness don't be the reason that I'm crying Holy shit, please keep fighting There's so much I have to say and trust me I have been trying There's nurses pulling me out and treat the yard denying While my brothers and my sisters are emotionally supplying Signals showing they're relying on all of these doctors tying his last hope at life and they come out applying that it's over and he's gone and it wasn't worth all the fighting I'll call him. Alright, assalamu alaikum.
So we just played the song Reflection and let's talk a little bit about black male masculinity because it seemed like that was flowing through this song. What, yeah. what, what does that term mean to you? It, it just means like <sighs> black masculinity doesn't mean anything mm, to me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's black hyper masculinity that means something to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because there are several definitions, and, and, I, and I believe in the black people. I believe that we're growing to a point where we're starting to understand that there's a toxic hyper-masculinity going around mm-hmm. to the point where we're letting our, our, our young men be more expressive and letting them know, like, it's all right it's all right to cry if something crazy is happening. Like, it's all right to do this and that. But, uh, you know, in the time that I grew up in, it was, it was really different. It, it was like, you know, we had the whole west coast jerking scene popping up mm. we got all all the young boys wearing colorful skinny jeans and stuff like that which i was part of and we had fathers who were just like what's going on like they're putting they're putting like you know quoting like gay stuff in the water and whatnot <laughs> like they're trying <laughs> to make all of our sons women and whatnot mm-hmm. when that's not what's going on like, like a, a lot of older people forget they used to wear rhinestones and leather skinnies and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like right right like, right we're we're all, we're all we're all still still men trying to find our way to manhood, mm-hmm. and to take that away from a man could um could could make them like overly high hyper masculine to their children, or it can make them feel like well I don't I'm fine I don't want to be a man anymore maybe I am meant to be a girl mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying what's you know everybody has a choice on what they want to be like I'm not throwing any shade at anybody or anything like no. that no no because you kind of bring that you kind of bring that up in the song. You said yeah. that your father was, you only had a, a, a few years with him and he kind of felt like he had to instill that masculinity in you. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what he saw and why he thought he had to do that. I'll tell you exactly what he saw. He saw a a, a, a boy that loves to, that, that doesn't really play sports. He kind of hates playing sports, uh, that loves to dance that wears colorful skinny jeans mm-hmm. <laughs> i get i get exactly what he saw yeah and how somebody coming from his generation could be totally scared of what his son might be mm-hmm. but it's just it was just a really bad misunderstanding and if he would have talked to me he would have saw that's not it mm-hmm. but at the same time i do understand he just wants his son to be a man but we can't like we got to we got to get past homophobia in the black community yeah but <laughs> I, I don't i don't look at it i don't look at it as oh we got to make sure that any man over this age is not homophobic anymore. I look at it as, look, we got a lot to learn, and with every generation, we'll get better. No, I think you're correct because, you know, since we've been over here, we've interviewed this one um, philosopher. His name is um, Dr. Tommy Curry, and he has a book called Man Not, and how black mm. males aren't, black men aren't really considered men. They're considered males in the way uh, an animal would be considered a male. And we're put in two different kind of cages either the hyper masculinity or we're very emasculated so it's this 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 realm that we live in that kind of confuses men black men growing up and how how should we raise our children or or you know how do we move forward with with our masculinity and and how the world treats us so i think you're right i think we've been looked at in such a monolithic um what's the right word um perverted way of what what it means to be a, a male that uh and that's yeah mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say and, and that's exactly why i even mentioned that i'm feminine on, on my album that i that i have 
I have some feminine tendencies mm-hmm. because I want I want black boys growing up not just to feel like it's so extreme size. I want I want I want some 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 like child gray areas. Yeah. I want them to know that if they have a little feminine tendencies and whatnot because they were raised by a woman or for whatever reason. Right. That that doesn't absolutely mean that they have to give up on their manhood and automatically just decide to be a uh, uh, a homosexual. Right. But if that's what what's for them, that's what's for them. My 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 view on that whole topic actually is like, I don't really want to judge anybody, mm-hmm. and I know that everybody judges everybody. But my point is, don't take any action on anybody. Don't right. try to don't try to fight somebody or stop somebody from being who they want to be. Right. And that that not only includes uh, 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 homosexuals, that includes uh, straight men too. Right, right. Like if a if a man is straight and he's and he's homophobic, as long as he's harming nobody, let him chill with his beliefs. Right. But same way around, those homophobic men can't try to impede anything that 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 those uh homosexuals are trying to do. Right, right. It's it's always it's always um interesting to me when people want to try to forcefully pose their beliefs on others. It, it, it it's yeah. like an underlying. There's something underlying going on with that person that's doing that. You know, and and yep. that needs to be addressed. You know? And if it's successful, it's borderline slavery to me. Right, right, right. Because you're you're confining that person. You're right. So, so mm-hmm. what what was one of the most like revealing conversations um, you've had with your father about your relationship about him raising you during the childhood? Did, did you guys ever confront on this issue? I was trying to figure that. Listen to the song. Were you ever really to confront him on that issue and talk about it in a sense? Yeah, okay. yeah. That's how I gained all. That's how I gained all, all, all the information. Mm-hmm. I, I never try to. Uh, Cause I had wrote the first part of that song a while ago, mm-hmm. but the second half where it was like just more like spoken word, mm-hmm. that was just me being a journalist. Cause I don't I don't speak anything without a hundred percent truth. I try to tell both sides of all stories. I see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I actually had drove uh, drove up to Pennsylvania to meet with my father, and I just simply sat like we 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 sat down in his car and just talked for like two three hours mm-hmm. about everything uh no uh and, and i and i told him like before i even started a conversation like anything that i may say may sound disrespectful but it's, it's mostly from from english of of being misunderstood for so long mm-hmm. but i'm sure you misunderstood too so we you know we just we just hashed it out and had a big conversation i i, I wasn't the, the big difference is growing up i was so scared of him mm-hmm. that I, I I didn't I didn't know how to have that conversation, right. but he was scared of me too. It was just mm-hmm. a different kind of fear, right? Right. So, like being that I was old enough and not afraid of him anymore, I think that helped a lot. So how did how did did it change you guys' perceptions about each other? That conversation did it bring you closer? Or yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we're we're we're, we're cool now. Okay. I mean, other than the fact that I I call him a lot of the time about uh car information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um. But that's because he's a mechanic. But right. other than that, like I, 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 I try to, I try to call him every other week. Oh, that's good. Just to see how he's doing and stuff. Uh, cause the the biggest thing that I learned about this whole situation is that we're all human. Right. It kind of changed my perspective on life. Like a lot of people, whenever somebody does something bad, I can't. I'm not gonna say what because I don't want to get too controversial. But whenever right. somebody says something bad, mm-hmm. I mean, does something bad. Mm-hmm. And most people say they have to go to jail. Some people like want want death on those people. They want them to die, mm-hmm. or they say, "Nah, don't kill them. That's God's work. Let them put them in hell." Mm-hmm. I, I've grown to a, I've, I've grown to an understanding where I've I've thought to myself, most people are just missing understanding. Yes, absolutely. They just don't understand things, and mm-hmm. it's not just ignorance. It's just like they're incapable 
of, of understanding because of their past and things that they went through. Mm. So I'm hoping that when it's all said and done and everybody's dead and it's judgment day, that I, I don't really wish hell on nobody. Mm-hmm. I, I'm And I absolutely mean nobody. I want everybody to have understanding. Mm. Yeah. Because if they understand what they did, they'll have, a, they'll have enough regret in their heart. You know that, that I, I mean, no, that makes perfect sense. So, um, you had, um, a, a lyric in there i just want you to kind of dig into you said i'm am i letting down my fans if they hear this and you answer and your and your own answer was no you know you're going to speak your mind but why did you ask that question at first what made you think that you might let your fans down because i'm i'm usually positive on all things and what i was saying was definitely coming from such a hateful place in my heart mm. and I kind of look at my fans like not to not to belittle any of my fans or anything like that, but I look at them like my younger family. Like mm. I'm learning things in this life, and my and my duty is to teach them. So I I almost like I'll never hide anything from my fans, but I almost didn't want anybody to see that side of me because it's like I'm supposed to be inspiring people to 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 spread love at all times, yeah. no matter what. You know what I'm saying? And if I show a hateful part that's in me. I'm afraid that I'm going to inspire that hateful part in other people. Mm. Like, people got to be careful with that because I grew up on Eminem, right. which I'm not going to lie. Although I love Eminem, at certain points in my life, it like fueled the fire for me to actually hate my father. Mm. Because of the way he hated his mother? No, because of the way he hated his father. I oh. could never hate my mother. Okay, <laughs> I, I, okay, okay. I just know he talked a lot about his. You're right. Okay, he did too. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, at certain points, though, he would just be like, like you know, fuck my dad. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, but, like, with that energy rubbing off on me, it's, like, it inspired me even more. Although, I don't, I, I think all of my feelings were my feelings. Like, nothing can inspire me to a point where somebody could say do something and I'm going to do it. Right. But it, it, it fueled it a little bit more. So, I don't, I didn't want to be that for anybody else. I don't want to push a kid to say, like, I love my father so much, but he just did this and this and this and I don't like him no more. Mm. And I don't want to be like, I hate my dad. And he was like, you know what? I hate my dad too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what pushed you I, to bring it out then? What what changed your mind and said, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out? What changed my mind was the purpose. And that's the reason why I, I wrote the song Once Apart. Mm. Once, I, once I figured out that, oh, okay, I'm going to utilize my pain and my hatred as a tool to get other people to forgive people. I, I I believe I, I hope I'm exactly correct because it was a message I got a while ago, but somebody had had uh sent me a message saying that my song inspired them to reach out to the person that abused them and and try to find out what was going on in their mind and why they were so sick headed. Wow! And uh and it ended up being a better situation. Wow! And that's that at that moment it was kind of like. Uh, it was hard for me to take that in because that's what I—that's not what I—it's uh, what I wanted, but not in that you didn't, didn't know the exact scenario. Happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't expect it to happen. So knowing that, and I had uh, uh, another person that I know—he's a rapper friend of mine. He said he showed his mom the song and she was crying. Mm. And like, that's what—that's all I wanted. Mm. I wanted people to to understand it's okay to, to to be vulnerable sometimes and be weak and express your emotions even right. if they seem extreme at the time because if you do that you'll you'll be able to have more clarity right i i i i'm i kind of applaud your generation of hip-hop for that especially mm-hmm. especially it might not be the mainstream hip-hop but you know when you dig in the underground and, and, and stuff 
your your generation really shows a lot of vulnerability. Um, I, I gotta give that to y'all. Y'all really put a lot of emotion out there, and, and it's needed. I think social. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh huh. So I think social media definitely helped with that. Ah, that's a good point. In what way? How, how do you see that? Because everybody was so afraid to say anything, and then until we realized everything is out there already. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we put our emotions on Facebook every day, so what's to stop us from just saying it to, to saying it on wax? Good you know? point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys are doing that. I just wish it arrived, rise more to the surface now and, and, and get on on more of the bigger platforms and kind of help in changing that that perception of what a black male should be. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. think, I think it'll help a lot. Yeah. There's nothing that you can do for me. It's time to get my point across like it's 240. Hit with each lyric like you got blasted from 240s. Want the bread and the cheese like a club, but not the 240. The 80s restored my vision and what I consider corny. I guess it's gotta be why modern technology bores me. My generation is simple, modern, and living poorly. Contrary to purely, we're guided by things that make us horny. We're all unhappy and don't know how to express it. We make a joke about it and let the laughter suppress it. Until we reach the edge in our head and deeply regret it. Try to harm ourselves and hope if you care, you go get a medic. Happiness depends only on those who care We know that life's unfair but always try to compare To things we see on TV cause we can't get there Those people born rich and we stuck right here Or uninformed, find a hope in a college dorm or in a uniform If all fails we could probably do porn and sell our bodies as a hobby That we can't make bank on and swallow molly till we zombies and we can't feel no more And play that song, that famous song that we sing along Nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong Nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong Sing along, nothing's wrong The worst part about it all is it's a true story It's time to get my point across, 240 It's time to get my point across, 240 It's time to get my point across, 240 Stop talking, there's nothing that you can do for me Just let me get my point across, 240 It's time to get my point across, 240 It's time to get my point across, 240 And play that song, that famous song, we sing along Nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong Like it's 1210 But think we need nine zeros just to get it right You peeping game from the wrong angle You need your L's at the end just to save your life But what you think you really want, you gonna pay the price But once you roll your dice to grind for what you want, the feeling's nice But my advice is never gamble once you won the prize And lose it all assuming y'all don't understand we won Despite the things that they make us believe that we all need And if funny money don't make us happy And if it do, I need you to know that it's temporary And realizing that will have you so damn carefree But if money truly ain't what we need, what? Can send me in the right direction away from depression Is it heaven or inside the barrel of the Smith and Wesson? My suggestion is get the stepping whenever your dreams are threatened And achieve the blessings you're destined for so you never have to Play that song, that famous song we all sing along Nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong Nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong The worst part about it all is It's a true story. It's time to get my point across. 240. It's time to get my point across. 240. It's time to get my point across. 240. Stop talking. There's nothing that you can do for me. Just let me get my point across. 240. It's time to get my point across. 240. It's time to get my point across. 240. And play that song. That name is song. We sing along. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Sing along. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong.
If you're enjoying Book Speeds and Beyond, do us a favor. Go into the show notes of any episode, click on the iTunes logo to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We just played the song 240. Why is it called 240? It's called 240 because if you look at the clock at the time, 240, the hands are almost pointing straight across. Ah. So, but but that's also the point because I feel like I'm in a generation where the older people usually don't understand us so much that we we never actually get our point across. So that's that's the real meaning behind it. Mm. Since it's not pointing directly across. Ah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you if you also look at time itself or a clock itself they call the uh the lines hands right so they're trying to reach out straight across but uh-huh. it's just a little off and that's that's creating the the, the disconnect uh-huh. but um yeah there's there's that there's a lot of meanings in that song oh there's on a lot verse, yeah yeah on on a second verse i said uh we just want a cute life like it's twelve ten. But if you look at the clock when it's twelve ten, it makes an acute angle. Right. So, right. Uh, okay. Okay. I got it now. <laughs> we need nine zeros just to get it right. Yeah. 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 I was like, what, what's going the on? The right here? angle, then. Okay. It, okay. A, yeah. Uh, but not only that. Gotcha. When we say when we say we need nine zeros just to get it right, I mean, when I said that, I meant also if you if you put nine zeros together, that's a million. Yeah. Yeah. That's I was looking. I was looking at the money part, uh, but I, I like the yeah. whole the, the 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 right angle too. Okay. Yeah, and and uh, there's like two more lines I'm gonna get into. After that, I said you peeping game from the wrong angle to bring it back to that. And for anybody who's human who's make who's made this mistake, I said we're peeping, you're peeping game from the wrong angle. You need your L's at the end just to save your life. Everybody spells angle wrong growing up. <laughs> when you spell angle wrong, yeah. it turns into right. Angel. angel so you need your l's at the end just to save your life you put the, the l and angle at the end it makes angel wow <laughs> see those, those those are the dope things about about lyricism man <laughs> okay yeah okay. no infinite meanings man Damn, dope so so you're very honest in your lyrics um mm-hmm. um was there was there ever something that your fan told you about yourself that left like an impression on you uh, actually, no, because I've I've grown to realize I can't take everything that people say. Mm. Uh, seriously, I can always take everything into in, into consideration. There's been things that that's helped my music sonically that people have suggested, mm. but a lot of times I think people have a misconception with me. Which, ironically, my my third mixtape was named Misconception. Mm. What what um, is that misconception? What is this misconception you're talking about? I think a lot of people think because I believe in myself um, that it makes me cocky. Oh, uh, yeah. When I'm I'm honestly, I'm, I'm borderline insecure. Yeah. I'm not, but I'm not insecure about my music. That's something I can never be insecure about because right. I feel like, I, I, I feel like, I feel like I have, I feel like I have somewhat have a gift of the, the way that I've affected certain people so far, you know, right. my, but my faith in me is my faith in humanity. I'm gonna just keep trying to make the music that I feel like people should be listening to, but but it's it's up to humanity to finally dig into it. Yeah, yeah. And I think another thing in the song that I like was how you talked about drug addiction. And I think you talked about porn addiction too. And those are big problems in in, in hip hop, but also in 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 the generation today. And I know yep. one thing with pornography, the access 
to it is ridiculous these days. I'm exactly. I'm, I'm even thinking as a if I was a kid right now, whoa, like it's we, not even just the internet access; it's the social media access mm, too. Yeah, you can literally just be on one like scrolling down. All it takes is one person to retweet or repost one thing super sexual, and it triggers it again. And mm-hmm. I and I know that because I'm, I'm going to touch on the whole pornography topic more maybe on my next project, mm-hmm. but. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a victim to uh to pornography addiction. Yeah. So like I know how it goes and I know how it uh affects the brain so negatively. How did you, you know what I'm are saying? you how did you get out of it? Or if you if you are how are you getting out of it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, I I got out of it once I saw how it was affecting not only me but the people around me. Yeah. Sometimes and that's and, and this and this is the reason I I, I mentioned pornography addiction right next to drug addiction because mm-hmm. it's the same thing mm-hmm. a lot of people who are drug addicts won't stop until they realize how it's affecting people around them right. or they just probably still won't stop even after that and that's how you know it's really serious yeah was it relationships that you that were just falling apart because of it or was it just... uh not not just relationships it's kind of like your relationship with yourself how mm. you look at yourself mm. how you how, how you how you how you talk to other people your your mouth your mouth becomes less willing to hold on to dirtier words and conversation and stuff like that. Gotcha. And and I'm a I'm a strong believer in negative and positive words. When you say negative words over and over and over again, your energy is going to come out negative. Right. Right. And that's that's even like like I feel like I feel like sex isn't a bad thing. We shouldn't shame sex. No, no, not at all. But um, but all right, you, you see how we're saying sex. This is a that's a positive word to me. Yeah. But. If I'm consider consistently saying, uh, I'm sorry, am I allowed? To yes, curse? absolutely. All right. So if I'm consider consistently saying fuck and dick and bitch and pussy and things like that, yeah, all the time, that's going to be my energy. Those are negative words. Right. These are these are words that we're using when we're trying to mistreat the the beauty of of uh, sexual relations. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that's I, I just noticed like that's how much of a negative effect on, it had on me it had a, it even had a racial negative effect on me i and used to um, yeah yeah i mean i wasn't like deeply into it because i'm I'm more in a black woman mm-hmm. but there was one time where i was watching porn and it was a it was an interracial one and the black i mean the white girl had <laughs> it, it's it's kind of funny saying it out loud it's not in a situation but she said nigger did uh-huh. and i was just like i was like whoa i like right. closed my laptop i couldn't even close the tab i was just like what the hell yeah and like but the crazy thing is i was almost cool with it yeah. and i'm like as much of a political activist that yeah. i am yeah and for me to almost be okay with that because that's it's in that situation and me fetishizing fetishizing uh a, a potential racist uh. like that's that's definitely some psychological messed up situation yeah, that that you know, just even having that kind of porn is is interesting yeah, and it's to out me. There. Like, who, and it's even worse. I wonder who's really watching it. Like, who's really into it? You know that that. No, nah, I'm telling you, there's people into it because the porn industry is a, is a money industry. Mm. So when there's more money put in into something, you see there's more views on something. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. And it's even worse what they're doing to 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 black men and black women. What do you mean in the industry? Like the the titles are absolutely crazy when it comes to black women, wow. and then I'm starting to see. Well, I don't, I don't look anymore, but there was a point where I was starting to see more and more situations where it was black guys, uh, with uh, uh, white female cops. Oh wow! It's like, yeah, it's like yo, y'all really, y'all, y'all really fetishizing like 
crazy something that's that's a problem yeah right right and i remember um i forgot who i was listening to but they did a study about porn and they showed that some of the highest um views porn views are Mm -hmm. of of obese women but society doesn't have make you think it makes you think that a lot of men don't like women with weight but they said those are some of the biggest ones mm-hmm. ironically yeah <laughs> it's funny it's really funny man how how, yeah. how our natures worst. are suppressed <laughs> you know yeah now the funniest statistic that i read on that is uh that w- uh, under the what they call the bible belt like pretty much the yeah South, yeah the most republican christian communities yeah there is a high rate of interracial uh, uh gay porn Wow. Usually, usually, usually white dominant. Mm. Wow. So you see what that says about society. People right. don't even talk about. They, they they always want to talk about how not not saying that it's wrong to talk about it, but they usually grasp the subject of how our women was taken and and and, and raped when we were slaves and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But they don't really talk about the the masters that were into the men. Exactly. And a hundred percent unwantingly emasculate yes. the black men. Absolutely. That that that's th- those are some of the things which you're saying are parts of the 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 violence of of slavery that we fail to understand. <laughs> you know, yeah. th- like we have cycles today. There were still cycles back then. So <laughs> just think about what they could do. It was mm-hmm. all they had to do was pay for somebody and do yep, all and they, they wanted to do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it 
apologies given, no, I'm sorry for that Not a sorry look on they face, not even on my back Go hate you for the cops in my town, blame them for that Plus when my aunt got murdered, they didn't even give a crap A summer later, I performed a show promoting peace Exhibiting guns, contrary to some of my beliefs Thinking we can speak, thinking not all of our minds are weak After the show, I was thirsty, needed a refreshing drink Now I'm used to being looked at like I was feeling But this lady was staring at me, I couldn't shake the feeling She stopped me and my brother and said, listen up children Those cameras up there watching you and they paying attention To every move that you make, so don't even think about it Had a pocket full of dough, so out of anger I shouted What is that supposed to mean? Is that supposed to be a threat? Is this the kind of treatment we deserve inside CBS? Whatever, fine, I'm leaving Then she said, be my guest In a tone that said she wanna see a noose around my neck And I bet if we weren't in public she would wanna see my death And I bet there's nothing I could do to get her to respect See the hate in her eyes, she despised my melanin And because she's white as snow, she probably feels she's better than And she probably think I'm broke cause I'm young with darker skin But she the one that broke, come on, think, let it settle in She look about 82 and work inside a convenience store I'm chasing my dreams, do what I love and I can't afford I'm dressed like I got money, I try when I do perform But her thinking made me get why there's a BET Awards Racism didn't die, it just got cancer All the rich better people pray we end up bastards Growing up with no bands to ever give us answers And let the entertainment industry be the slave master Don't give them what they wanted to see, I mean come on How long it's gonna be, we keep singing these same songs What it's gonna take for us to see, we got it all wrong Don't remain calm, just keep on till we all on We just played the song Keep On. What what do you want mm. us to understand from this song? There's not too much to understand uh for people of my color. Mm. I think that's just people understanding and getting it and see mm. where I'm at with my blackness. Yeah. But um it's more of a situation where it's like I start off with a story where a, a white cop helps me as a kid. Right. Yeah. It, to make to to almost make the listener believe, oh, he's about to be the first black rapper. To make <laughs> right, race, blue lives race, matter. Uh, policeman and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but like, and a lot of people don't understand. Like, like I have I have friends that are out in Newark and whatnot who think like when it comes to the police system, there's different things up here. There's more diversity and stuff like that, which is almost true. But when it comes down to it especially because I live in a white neighborhood, black people are the first people to take the fall. Oh, yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. So, and, and and a lot of people believe there's not racism in, in this 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 town that I'm from hmm. because it's very <laughs> versatile, when it, which it's almost true. It, well, it feels well, like let me that. ask, let me ask like... you about that town, though. If you look mm-hmm. at that town, yeah, this shows all the different colors, but where are they? What are, what are the jobs that these people do? And, you know? Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that means a lot. You can't say diversity. And not only that, <laughs> yeah. but they, yeah. there's a highly, there's this clearly a highly populated area of, of black people and then a highly populated area of Montclair or white people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Still separate, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And and the, the whole racism thing that happened in the CBS was in upper Montclair where the white people live. <laughs> mm. So 
it's like, nah, it's, it's, it's not all good. But I want it. I also, I mean, I don't know how many listeners I have in Montclair left that are white. Mm-hmm. This I is New Jersey, right? Just to get people. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. New Jersey. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't know how many white people listen to my music in my town anymore, but I wanted them to understand, like, there's still a problem here. All right. Like, and, and, and in these kind of towns where there are diversity, this is the kind of town where a white person would say, oh, racism isn't a thing anymore. Right. I live in a very diverse town. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm uh, alt-right, but I love black people. I just want to <laughs> preserve the white blood and white genes and stuff like that. I, like, I, I get it and all, but it's like, don't deny the fact that we're treated worse. Absolutely. In, in most cases for the color of our skin. And it's just, it's facts. I didn't believe it at one point. Mm. And I even said that in a song. Mm-hmm. You didn't believe it because I'm thinking I'm thinking because there's people who can be nice around you and people confuse niceness as not being racist, which are totally two different things. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite Kanye West lines is when he said there's two. I forgot exactly how he said it, but he said like there's there's a don't touch nothing in the store kind of racism. And then there's you'll come by everything in the store racism. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I love that part of the verse when you talk about that, that old racist lady that works and cvs and she was harassing you yeah yeah it truly truly conveyed to me the ridiculousness of white supremacy you you said like you're you're young and you're 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 pursuing your dreams you're climbing that ladder of success that you want you got money in your pocket and Mm. we don't know her situation you know maybe she's coming out of retirement but whatever she is clearly some you know at the same she, she she's at a level where she really shouldn't be working anymore but based on her society you never know but she looked at yeah. you like you were nobody yeah i wasn't you know trying to you know I, I wasn't trying to shame her or anything no you weren't like no no but my mom has said that she was worried that uh that people would uh misunderstand that as me saying that oh it's bad to work inside of a convenience store or anything like that but it's like no look at the situation right she obviously feels superior to me. exactly and she's in a situation that, I mean, anybody could be in that situation. No judgment to anybody no, in that situation. No. But it's like, you don't know who I am. Right. You, probably, you probably think that I'm much off worse, that I'm either jobless or working at somewhere, I guess, exactly. worse than CVS. Yes. Right. You know? Right. Right. No, I, I totally got it. I saw it as, you know, it's it's it's... There's nothing wrong with that job, but if we were going to classify it based on 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 the money you make, it it's it's it could be below a living wage, you know. And she's looking at you like you're 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 not doing well off, you know. And it's just because of the color of your skin, and it just really laid out how how whiteness has really perverted people's thinking about each other you know it you exactly. it just really buffers our unity to get together and really fight the people who Did that <laughs> you know i'm so glad you got that because that part was for the black people when i said think about it she she bought 82 and work inside a convenience store yeah like yeah. like not all white people are doing that well right and i'm not just talking about like you know when they say uh rednecks are the poor poor or, or are the niggas of, of of white people right i'm talking about day-to-day white people who are trying to like you Absolutely. know be successful mm-hmm. like race although i believe in racism and i believe race can empower i don't feel like we should we should treat each other based on race because we're all could be we all could be going through situations god put us through anything you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying yeah yeah well let's talk about some things outside of your music the show's called books beats and beyond and i'm always asking what are you reading right now books articles 
um, and, or, or what books had the biggest impact on your life? What books had, you know, it's crazy, man. A lot of people, <laughs> I've always, I've always wanted to change this about myself before somebody asked me this question mm-hmm. and it's tough that I can't say it. Cause I don't want people to think that I'm ignorant. Okay. Let me start off by saying this. I, um, I have an issue where I hate not knowing. Oh yeah. If there's something that I don't know about, I will research it until the day's end. <laughs> yeah. to get some more information on it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like that on the internet. And I grew up in a time where there was internet. Right. And a lot of kids spent their time just going on YouTube videos all day. Right. While I, although did that too, I was on FO Studios making beats. And if I wasn't on that, I was doing research on things. Mm-hmm. So that was where a lot of my reading came from. Mm-hmm. But as far as physical books, the only two books that I've read in this in this life fully, other than some like high school requirements, but even then I, I, I like half-ass read it, mm-hmm. um, are the the quran because i'm muslim oh okay yeah cool and the other one is eminem's biography the way i am okay now here's the thing now now i wouldn't feel shame for for that at all because i think even if you're on like youtube or whatever you're still talking to people who probably wrote books i don't know if there were certain people that kind of influenced you in that way too but Mm -hmm. man the quran is dope (laughs) So you grew up, you grew up Muslim. Yeah, but I didn't actually read the Quran until I was fourteen, and then I read it yeah. again this last year. Mm-hmm. And like, what I like about it is because everything that's said about it is true. God mm-hmm. only reveals certain parts to you when you're going through certain things in your life. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel about it. But like, that's why, like, when people say who are my top ten artists or or, or rappers or MCs or whatever, I always put God first because hmm. I'm like, yo, you got to be real dope to write something that was. That was supposed to be written 500 years ago. Right. And it still like conveys messages and people relate to it today. But guess what they say about the Quran? If you could read Arabic, it flows like a rhyme. It's a song. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yeah. I, I, I bring that argument to my friends all the time. Yeah. I'm like, yo, like. They actually crazy. have contests where people try to uh, mm-hmm. do the Quran or sing it, rhyme yep. it. That That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's, they, they do yeah they do they won't let me in there though because i definitely say, say it like a real rapper but <laughs> they, they sing it though it's, it's like it's the most beautiful songs you've ever heard right right so the, the next question I, I i like to ask is what three albums and or songs had the biggest influence in shaping who you are today um lupe fiasco the cool oh yeah uh uh common um uh uh finding forever okay yeah that's the one he did with kanye right no or was it called go a go go common go my bad my bad yeah no problem that one um and the first martial matters lp okay okay uh slim shady yeah the first one okay yeah Oh word. Okay. I can see why these these make sense. I love asking MCs this because after I listen to the way you guys flow, this fits. I can see the lupe. You you really get like to get deep into it. You really don't care what people think about what you say. You just you're yeah. yourself. Common, you know, he's all about positive, but he's deep at the same time. And then Slim Shady, man, the way you flow, you know, you, you got the flash fast kind of flow in a sense and at the same time you, you just don't care what you say sometimes. So I can see how all these make sense with you, man. Pretty dope. Man. I appreciate your understanding, man. Yeah. 
So what, what more do you think that you can contribute to um, today's hip hop culture? Um, hmm. I guess, I guess fearlessness. A lot of people say they're fearless, but they usually mean that in like a, I'll fight anybody kind of way. Mm. My fearlessness is, is, is elevated. My fearlessness is I'll get on a record in 2018 and say that I'm, I'm, I'm a little feminine because my mom raised me. Right. And still just as much get on another song to talk about how much I'm the man. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So I think I think that duality and that uh that vulnerability is what sets me different. A lot of people are vulnerable in, in, in ways that uh are pandering. Mm-hmm. They're like trying to just relate to people. Like right. like a lot of people a lot of a lot of guys, there's so many more guys making heartbreak songs than there was ever before. <laughs> and it's because like you're taking advantage of of, of of young boys who think they're in love. That's what I feel like. Mm. I don't feel like a lot of these people is really going through heartbreak. They just, they just like they see a know. market for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So so what what do you want people to mainly take away from this 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 album, The Gray Area? Um, so many different things. I talk about so many different things that it's, it's hard to say one thing that I want them to take away from it. Mm-hmm. I just want them to to come out. With a more understanding on life, I, I wanted to understand understand in most situations they're not alone. Mm. That there's a lot of people who've been through or are going through what that is that you're going through, and that <sighs> I guess two forty is the basic thing. Mm. Uh, we 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 find ourselves consistently in a situation where we just have to scream at ourselves and tell other people when they ask. Like nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong. Right. Like everything is all right, nothing's wrong. When the fact is, sometimes things are just wrong. We gotta accept that, and that's why later in the album, on a bridge of uh, rules, I had said, "I'm not okay, but that's okay." Right. Right. So I want people to come out with that feeling, just knowing that like things aren't okay sometimes, and that's all right. Well, you know what? I think you did a good job with that, man. I think you stayed consistent to what the title was, "The Gray Area," and mm-hmm. I, I. I I commend you for showing your vulnerability and and your courage to do talk Thank about you. things that p- most people will shun away from, especially as men. Um, and just want to say, you know, thank you so much, uh, Samad Savage, for being on Books, Peace, and Beyond. You got it, my man. Take it easy. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Samad Savage about his album titled "The Gray Area." If you like the music that you heard, go inside of the show notes and click on the links and go ahead and purchase it. Because what we have to do, we have to support these artists um, if we want to hear more music like this. So until next time, let's read, listen, explore.